Welcome to episode 32 of the Transforma tu Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Anister, an amazing coach from my team, all about what it means to be working flat out, why it is important to be on track and not off track, why you can't always bank on something or someone, why some candidates bring more to the table than others, and the difference between winging it and doing something off the cuff. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone. Today what we thought we would do is to cover six different business expressions. Now business expressions can be quite confusing sometimes and that's why we thought we'd help you out. They sometimes aren't very logical and so it's, you kind of need to have a little story maybe to connect it to them so that you can get them kind of clear in your mind, right? So as usual, I'm here with Alistair. Hi Alistair. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, really fine. Thanks. Everything good? Good. Good, good. Yes. So we have six business expressions for our listeners today. And we thought we would start with the expression flat out, right? Yeah. Good Good expression to, to work flat out. Or you say That's right. working flat out. So, uh, so you're working a lot, no? A yeah. lot of work or intent, very intensively, perhaps, That's right. without That's a right. break. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's actually something that's going to happen to you this week, right? I think you're are you working flat out this week. Yeah, well, maybe me and many people, but I'm working flat out this particular week because Wednesday in Spain is a what in England, what in UK we call a bank holiday. Yes. Why it's called a bank Good. holiday, I'm never really sure. But anyway, that's another story <laughs> a, for another day. I suppose in the past connected. banks were on holiday before everybody yeah. else, or maybe. Yeah, there is a story connected to that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> ah, another good expression we've covered before. Well, we'll come That's back right. to that one. Anyway, it's a, yeah, public, yeah. a public holiday, you can also say. On yes. Wednesday, Dia la Hispanidad, so the discovery of America by Columbus, I think, is the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's one, so instead of five working days, there's only four. So I'm That's trying right. to cram in, there's an expression, all more or less all my classes I would normally have in five days into four days. Mm-hmm. So I'm working very intensively, very long days with many classes with very few breaks between them. So That's yeah, right. working flat out this week. That's right, um, you're working flat out. So yeah. to cram in is when you're trying to get a large quantity of something into a small space. <laughs> so That's it could right. be trying to, I know, cramming a lot of furniture into a small room. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, cramming a lot of hours of classes into into less hour, less time, no, less days. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there is also a connection there because I think sometimes some people use it with studying, right? Oh, cramming um, in terms of to be cramming. Yes, 
Yes, yeah. which is kind of interesting. So Intensive maybe you have a studying yes. no, for an exam. Stu- yeah, that's right. S- sort of stay up all night or yeah. Uh, there are some people who who love that way of yeah. kind of studying. They just kind of feel yeah. as if they have to have that pressure yeah. to to really get going. But that was never my methodology. But yeah. oh, it was mine. <laughs> I, I was good at cramming. Leaving, oh, were you? Okay. leaving everything to the last minute. And then all right. Okay. Drinking okay. lots of coffee, caffeine, and staying up all night. <laughs> trying to finish okay. an essay that had to be handed in at nine o'clock the following morning or doing anything. All right. Yeah, I think right. I needed that input, that pressure or the yeah. stress to force me to do it. Yeah. Because if I had three wow. or four days before, I'd be like, oh, tomorrow, oh, I've got plenty of time. And then suddenly, yeah. oh no, it's, a, <laughs> it's t- the exam's <laughs> tomorrow. Oh my God. And I'd yeah, very intensively study or, or whatever it was, finish a piece of work that needed to be handed in the next morning. Yeah. So yeah, sure, I was terrible sure. like that. Yeah. yeah. So in those cases, in those situations, you were also working flat out, right? I mean, when you yeah. when you are By writing choice, an essay, in that case, I suppose. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, there's always going to be a deadline. I suppose. In, oh yeah, of course, it's true that mm. so you could you could have I could have measured done. it out a little bit better, yeah. right? You could have. Yeah. But, so you knew uh, you had a week to to do an essay, but I'd leave it till you know the day before you had to hand it in. Yeah, or maybe two days before, but I certainly wouldn't start a week before and then do a little bit, a few hours each day. No, I I just couldn't do that. I just, you know, like, oh no, it's still a week away. I've got plenty of time, and keep (laughs) keep saying that. Suddenly, go, oh no, it's tomorrow. Uh (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, good. So there you go, flat out. Now there are a few other expressions connected to flat out, such as snowed under, right? But we discussed before we started recording there is a slight difference between flat out and snowed under because flat out is just kind of the intensity of the work Mm. that you're doing, whereas snowed under is basically where literally you've got too much work and the kind of your workload is very high and you you know you might not have any time to do anything else. And so therefore you're kind of yeah. snowed under. So the there's snow a slight is like, difference like there. an avalanche, no? So you're underneath yeah. an avalanche of snow. So I suppose yeah. the avalanche on top of you is the huge workload. So you may have a big yeah. workload. The yeah. am- It's more the amount, isn't it? A huge amount of yeah. work that you have that you may or That's may right. not be able to do. It depends. Right. But maybe you have to work flat out to try to catch up with your workload. Mm-hmm. No? Or That's to, right. Or Absolutely. to clear your backlog. Mm. So a backlog mm. is like accumulated work from the past that needs to be finished. So I suppose yeah. if you're snowed under, you have a big workload, you have a backlog, they may be the causes or the reasons why you're working flat out. Absolutely. But not necessarily. Absolutely. In my case, I don't have any of those things. It's just right. simply, you know, I have a week with one less working day in it. So therefore, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've moved my classes from Wednesday into the other days. So it just means yeah. I have more classes in less time. So that's, that's right. why I'm working that's flat right. out this week. Absolutely. But I have a rest also- in I have a rest in the middle. This is the good thing. Well, that's true. To have yeah, a day off true. on Wednesday. To sleep. Yeah, yeah. But there's, then, the, then the question arises is whether it's actually good to have that rest day at all. Because yeah. if you're working flat out on the other four Maybe, days, yeah. then I don't Does know whether it really it's actually beneficial. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. No, I think I'd probably rather have a normal week and <laughs> yeah, exactly. work slightly less on the other day. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And anyway, a holiday in the middle of the week, one day is pretty useless. There's not a lot you can do. That's true. You can't true. Really I go was, anywhere. We might work that's right. a walk or do something, but you can't travel to another place. 
really That's right. for one day. Yeah. It's kind of unusual in many ways because I think that in general, most of these bank holidays in Spain are normally either on a Monday or a Tuesday or maybe a Friday well, or a Thursday. So they, they can. They're but, random because they're on fixed dates. So they move. Of course. In the calendar. Of course. Yes. So that's next true, year, next year, El Día la Hispanidad will be Thursday. All right. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. This yeah. is the different. I've had this conversation many times with clients. It's so different to it. So in the UK, except 25th of December, Christmas Day, 26th of December that we call Boxing Day. There's a whole nother story why it's called Boxing Day. We'll say yeah. maybe for a Christmas episode, we'll come <laughs> yes. to that. So well, 25th, absolutely. 26th are holidays in UK, public holidays, and obviously the 1st of January. Now these can't be changed. The 25th, right. 26th and the 1st are fixed dates. So they change every year. So this week, I think they're at weekends this year, for example. Yes. In such case, 25th is a Sunday. So in UK, automatically, that holiday's passed to the Monday. Yeah. And the 26th is a holiday. So that's passed to the Tuesday. So I think this year oh. in UK, you have a four-day long weekend. And all the other holidays of the year, I think, are all Mondays or maybe one Friday at Easter, Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And all the others are Mondays. So bank holiday Mondays. Monday is it's a common true. phrase, isn't it? A bank it holiday is. Monday. It is. It so is. you always yeah. get a long weekend and it doesn't interrupt the working week. So it's almost impossible except Christmas to have a holiday on a Wednesday or That's a right. Thursday in the UK. Whereas in Spain, as all the holidays are fixed dates, usually religious dates, not all of them, but most of them, then, you know, they change every year. So you can have a holiday on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. And that's different. one of the reasons, isn't it, why in the UK we don't have this concept of the puente. Because no, exactly. basically... Except the, at Christmas. The, that's the only time. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah, potentially, yes, yeah. yes. But otherwise, yeah. as you said, most of the bank holidays on the Monday. Yeah, so it's connected. kind of like pre... Is, yeah. is done, it's done for you, isn't it? Really? Yeah, so my, yeah. Well, my students are always saying bridge, translating yes. puente. So yes. first of all, I have to say, in English, we don't call it a bridge. It's a long weekend. So the word bridge <laughs> yes. doesn't mean anything except a bridge to cross the river. A physical bridge. A yeah. physical yeah. bridge. And secondly, yeah. we don't have that many opportunities except at Christmas to make bridges, inverted commas, so long weekends, because if your holiday is a Monday or a Friday, there is no bridge because in Spain, yeah. the concept of a bridge is, for example, a holiday on a Tuesday. So you take a Monday of your own holiday and you connect it to the Tuesday. So you connect the weekend with a bridge Mm-hmm. to the Tuesday and you have a four-day weekend. But that you make yeah. that yourself. You say, okay, I'll take the Monday yeah. off and I'll make a puente, as they call it, a long weekend. Yeah. But yeah. in UK, you don't need to do that most of the time because, That's you true. know, you have a three-day weekend automatically, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So there yeah. is no bridge. But it is a long weekend because it's long three weekend, days. Long weekend, yes. Yes. Yeah, so we do have that concept of long weekend, yeah. but we don't have the concept of bridge other than no. a physical bridge. So that yeah, super interesting. But what I feel now, Alistair, is that we're a bit off track. Don't we you are. Think? We've don't gone you feel way off track. We're yeah. <laughs> onto cultural differences between public. Yeah, absolutely. In UK yeah, we kind of got, gone off a little bit off track there, yeah. and that's kind of interesting because the second expression that we were wanting to talk about, right, was all about on track and off track, right? Yeah, exactly. So when you're distracted from your main purpose, or you lose your focus or things aren't going according to plan, is you're off track. So in this case, That's we went right. another expression. I went off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. So we Good. started talking about working flat out and then somehow, and well, because of holiday, talking about yeah. the difference between bank holidays in UK and Spain. So this is mm-hmm. going off on a tangent or going off track. That's right. So Daniel, uh, where does tra- the concept of 
track come from? What's what's the the metaphor yes. or the analogy? Yeah, the the analogy here is obviously very much connected to the idea of a train because trains mm. move along a track, mm-hmm. okay? And you would say the, the real word would be a train track, right? Or a railway um, track. Or, or railway track, that's mm. right. And so essentially, you know, that train needs to keep on on track to get to its destination, mm-hmm. right? And, but time. if it goes on time yeah. yes absolutely and so that's that's where essentially the the idea comes from right you if you want to get to one certain to your objective to your destination then you have to remain on track but in some situations whether it might be a meeting or a project and we've discussed this a little bit before we started recording it can be in different contexts right but uh, imagine that you're in a meeting and that you start suddenly start talking about something else like your your weekend or some sort of social event, right? And you kind of go off on a tangent, as you mentioned, or you digress, which is another way mm-hmm. of expressing that same idea. Then you kind of going off track. You're not really getting to the to the main goal or destination of mm-hmm. that particular meeting, right? Yeah, you've and lost so, your focus. No, or you. That's uh, right. Been distracted from what you're supposed to be talking about. So somebody in the meeting may say, hey, come on, let's get back on track Mm -hmm. because we've gone off track. So let's get back to the main focus or the main theme or topic of the meeting. Yeah. Um, And so that particularly, if you are the chair of the meeting, right, right, if you are the chair of the meeting, then that's kind of a really useful expression to have because you don't want to be impolite, right? You don't want Mm. to be, you know, rude in any way. But you kind of basically want to say, let's just move back to the agenda, right? Let's Mm. just move back to what we were planning on talking about. Yeah, this relates back to a previous episode that we did about meetings, no, and chairing meetings. Yeah, so so the part of the job of chairing the meeting is that, is to get, keep the meeting on track, yeah. So in other words, keep it about the agenda. And if it goes off track, people start digressing and going off on tangents. At some point, you need to bring it back, get it back on track, no? get it That's right. focused back onto the agenda, onto the yes. original topics that you were wanted to talk about or discuss. Yeah. And it and it's kind of the, the way you mentioned it there kind of reminds me that it also can be connected to the idea of timing, right? So it can be also, it's not mm. just that it'd be something connected to, yes, we're kind of moving towards the right destination, but are we on track to, to, to get yeah. there, right? And that can be, that can be related to like a, a construction project, like the, like the Olympics, for example, oh, right? Always. Where, <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And so they, there you might, they suddenly might announce that they're, they're off track they're way off track in terms of you know the construction projects that need to be done and they need to get back on track yeah the behind schedule and the building of the new stadiums and things they need to hold to host is the word the olympic games i think it happened in rio well almost every olympic games but i remember in rio in rio de janeiro in brazil it was constantly Mm. in the news are they way off track they're behind schedule so it's not going to be ready on time half the things they need to build are not finished or not going to be finished on time Mm -hmm. but somehow in the end they managed to get it back on track and everything was ready for when the games began i believe yeah i suppose they they worked flat out people working (laughs) extra hours the government putting in extra resources no doubt more money to, to to get back on track and get it all finished on time yeah, that's a great use of that mm. first expression mm. that we were talking about. Yeah, mm. so they you're know, working flat out, where suddenly they realise that they're not gonna, mm, that you mm. know they're in danger of missing the deadline, which yeah. is also kind of important uh, words mm. there. They suddenly say, "Well, we're going to have to work flat out. We're going to have to employ more people. We're going to have yeah. to think of other solutions to really get this 
you know, show on the road, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so probably had people working, you know, 20 in shifts, turnos, no, mm. 24 hours a yeah. day, seven days a week, weekends, non-stop. Absolutely. So that's people yeah. working flat out to get this project right. back on track and to get it finished yeah. on time by the deadline, yeah, as you absolutely. say, to meet a deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So there you go. That's our second expression of the day, which is on track and off track. So you can, Mm -hmm. you can use both of those kind of very connected and can be used related to projects and also meetings. So yeah, very, very interesting one there. Number three is to bank on, right? To bank on. And often we use this in the negative form, right, Alistair? Yes, to bank on something is to sort of mm. bet on something in the sense, not bet money, although it could be, but generally it's an expression that means you're making an assumption about something that's going to happen in the future. And perhaps based yes. on that, you take a decision. So very much in yeah. business, maybe you're banking on the economy improving or growing mm. or, mm-hmm. I don't know, inflation rate reducing or perhaps fuel prices going down in the next 12 months very unlikely. And then you make an investment decision based on that assumption. So, you know, you're banking on something happening or not happening. But it's right. It's often used in the negative that you may, to give advice to somebody, maybe not to take a risk. And that's right. Well, I wouldn't. So, for example, you say, we're going to invest money on the, I'm going to buy a new, could be an individual. It doesn't have to be a business. I'm going to buy a, you know, a new car, um, a petrol car, maybe not an electric car based Mm. on the fact that I'm banking on the petrol prices coming down in the next two years. Mm. uh, And somebody said, well, I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't Mm. bank on petrol. I think they're going to stay high for the foreseeable future or even go up. So perhaps buying a petrol car now is not not a wise decision. So often when you're advising people not to make decisions based on assumptions about the future because you don't think it's a good idea. You might use it. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't bank on that or I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. It can be, it could, it, I mean, that is definitely a very sort of business context. It could be uh, another type of uh, context as well. Like, for example, you're, you're traveling to Scotland and, and, so, and you say, well, I think in Scotland, I don't think it will rain in the oh. summer. And somebody will say, <laughs> I well, wouldn't I wouldn't that. bank on that. Do you know what I mean? So definitely not. It's, yeah. So, you know, it's quite famous that in Scotland it rains, it rains in the summer as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it can, it can be used in a business context, a normal context. But yeah, mm. absolutely. It's kind of one of those high level expressions to bank on something. And kind of when we were thinking about this podcast, for example, we, we kind of were thinking about some some sort of potential assumptions, right? And we could you could have said, well, I, I think we were kind of banking on the idea that our listeners would like to listen to two native speakers speaking mm. at a quite high rate quite uh, quickly mm, using different way. types of mm. yeah that's mm. right and so you know we've got down now to 100,000 downloads so hopefully the the idea that we came up originally and we were banking on a certain sort of need of our listeners it seems that we could potentially have been right there in that particular case but we were banking on that particular idea right yeah exactly so yeah that's there's yeah. a good example now yeah, so we, yeah. we were banking on the fact that we thought it could be successful because we thought there's a need out there or people would be interested in hearing, as you said, two native speakers speaking quite a natural way in a conversational tone yeah. uh, about on different subjects connected with English in general or particularly business English or things that be That's useful right. to our listeners in the in their workplace. So we, yeah, so we banked on that and it seems to have worked so far, as you say, more than 100,000 downloads. And people seem to so, enjoy yeah. it, seem to like it. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, in this case, absolutely. it was a, a successful bet. 
if you want to use the word bet, no? Apuesta. Yeah. Apostar. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Not in financial Fantastic. terms, just in terms of we've got an audience out there that seems to enjoy the program and it's growing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good. Fantastic. Great. So number four is to bring something to the table, right? Oh. To bring something to the table. Now, this is kind of an interesting one because it's kind of in many ways connected to the whole idea of human resources. That's why kind of we kind of discussed this expression before again, once we before we recorded. And and probably it's very it's most of the time connected to an individual and what that person can what kind of specialism that person might have or what sort of added value value that person might bring right Alistair yeah well it's what they can contribute to your company or your business or your project no so if they have something extra right. or different or useful to contribute that maybe somebody else can't like experience or particular knowledge or skill so I think mm -hmm. Spanish is yeah. aportar no? what they can contribute so obviously they're not physically bringing something to the table like a cup of coffee it's what they so you may say in a meeting to somebody so what 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 have you brought to the table in this case it would be what can you contribute to this meeting yeah you know, what what yeah thing do you have something different or extra to say or contribute that the other people in the meeting can't no? yes yes or as you said you the selection be... process perhaps in yes 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 selecting that's right a that's candidate right. Absolutely. for a job yeah yeah, for example, when you are comparing maybe different types of candidates, right? And maybe there are several candidates that you think are quite equal, right? You, there's not, mm -hmm. there's, they, they, they have each one of them has a different, a different type of skill. And what, yeah, skill set, absolutely. And then maybe you might want to say, well, I think this one in particular can bring a lot to the table because of this, this and this, right? And so you might have a preference for one of them because you, you can see some, some real potential in that person. Right? Yeah. So it's just, it's just a great expression to kind of, make it make it clear that this particular person has some sort of extra value that you think is is quite important right yeah i suppose you can distinguish that they have a particular skill or knowledge or experience in the terms of a selection process where you want somebody to work in your companies what do they bring to the table and maybe different to the other candidates that will be yeah. useful to you and your business or it could be just like in a meeting the example i gave when you ask what someone has brought to the table is what ideas or suggestions mm -hmm. or original ideas or suggestions that they've they can contribute to this to the meeting so slightly yeah. two slightly different things but the same idea no it's what what yeah. are you able to contribute that is different to the rest or give some added value right. or extra to the meeting or to the company in general no in terms of your your abilities and skills yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And and from in my particular context, obviously, I, I collaborate with a lot of different uh, teachers and coaches. And often in many cases, I'm looking at what any particular individual can bring to the table, right? They might have a particular specialism, they might be a, a teacher that has a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, but they might be able to bring to the table some quite special, they might have mm -hmm. a background in, in legal issues, or mm -hmm. human resources, or whatever, that is really, really interesting because you can then connect that particular coach with with somebody who really needs that particular specialism right so in in that particular case you have a situation where one particular coach or teacher can bring a lot to the table because mm. they have a lot of added knowledge right yeah specialist knowledge in yeah. a particular area as yeah. you say so you know maybe all your teachers 
I'm sure are all good teachers, experienced teachers, but maybe some of them bring something extra to the table. They can offer something more. I just say That's something right. very particular. Right. So some somebody's looking for you know particular kind of English, like legal English, medical English, whatever it may be, human resources. And you have a teacher who has some background in those areas. Maybe they worked previously to being a teacher in, in the law or in, I don't know, in a hospital or in engineering or whatever it may be. And so, yeah. you know, that would be the perfect teacher, per coach for that individual, no? Because they have that extra that extra expertise knowledge that they're bringing to the table. They yeah, can absolutely. Contribute. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Bring something to the table. A nice expression, certainly used in a very professional sense. I think that, that, that I would say, is quite a, a business-related expression, that's for sure. I don't think I would use it yeah, much with normal. my friends. It is, no. yeah. Yeah, it's mostly business context there. And then number five is a very interesting one, which is to wing it. Now, this is kind of interesting because it's kind of, I don't know, how would, how would you explain this particular expression, Alistair? Well, it's slightly strange because it. wing is is the wing of a, a Allah, the wing of a bird or the wing of a plane. So we were talking before we started recording about what possible origin this could have so we're sort of imagining that you know a, a bird flying or maybe more a plane we were talking about so if you've got a normal plane with a with engines obviously it's controlled by a pilot and it has a destination and the pilot is able to direct the plane and know exactly where they're going and etc because they because it has a motor but maybe a glider I'm not sure how many of our listeners will know that word i don't know what the spanish is for glider but it's basically a plane with no motor has no engine yeah so basically yeah. it just uses the the air current to, to glide so to move through the air so i think it's much more i mean i've never been the glider but i imagine it's much more difficult to control and direct it in a particular direction because maybe it goes where the wind or the air currents take it no? so it's a bit sure. more loose a bit more free a bit more improvised and this is the word That's if right. you're if somebody is winging it they are improvising so no improvisar in spanish yeah um yeah. so yeah maybe you have to give some kind of so i think you're unprepared you have to do something maybe give a prepos preposition no what's the word i'm looking presentation for? thank yeah, you presentation you. a presentation <laughs> in your company but for some reason you haven't been able to prepare for it properly uh, yeah. so you're underprepared or not prepared yeah. at all uh, and therefore right. you have to give this presentation and you have to wing it. So you have to improvise. Now, I think we were talking about this, that we're going to go to another expression, which also means to improvise, which is the next one. But in this particular, yeah. if you're winging it, is that sort of sensation that A, it's not deliberate. You you don't want to, to be winging it. You would have well, preferred right. to have prepared this presentation properly the night before or whatever, but you haven't had time or for some reason you haven't been able to do it or not enough. So maybe you're feeling a bit nervous, stressed, precisely because you you haven't got it all planned and properly prepared. But you have to do it. You've got no choice. So to, so you're improvising, but maybe you don't really want to be improvising, and it could be quite stressful. And so That's maybe right. you maybe you don't do a very good job. Maybe you do, or maybe you don't. It depends. Yeah. So there's that element, more like that idea of winging it. No? Yeah. Yeah. In many ways, it's more likely that you won't do a great job because you are not very well prepared. It's true. But mm. in many cases, you kind of feel that you have to do it. You have to wing it because you have no options. Right. Yeah. And and we were talking about in some some situations that are that this is common and that is in particularly 
yeah, frequent, let's say, when when a teacher is starting out, right, where they're starting out in their career, and they and they do all the training, but they still feel as if they're winging at least like their first cl- first few classes, because because they just haven't done it before. And they they have, yeah. to, they, they have to get going, they have to build their experience, right. But they certainly have that feeling that they're not well prepared, because this, they're doing it for the first time. And so in that sense, they are winging it, right. Yeah, I mean, when I started as a teacher, I did a one-month intensive, what they call TEFL course in Madrid, which is why I'm still Mm -hmm. here 25 years later, which (laughs) is teaching English as a foreign language. But it doesn't really prepare you for really teaching classes. It's a a base. It's useful. But obviously, for the first, I don't know, months or whatever period of time it is at the beginning, you are winging it to a certain extent because you're not that confident. You don't have a lot of experience. Sometimes you don't really know what you're talking. You've got to teach grammar that maybe you don't really understand that well yourself at the beginning. So you're having to read the night before maybe, or if you're at the beginning in teaching, in my case, and it's very typical, less typical these days, I think, tends to be more of a formal teaching, like in groups, in an academy or something, in a classroom teaching, TEFL teaching, as they call it. And maybe you're using a book. It's a bit more like school teaching now so all your students have a book and you're following the book and you may just be literally you know two pages ahead of the students in the book so you're just you know so obviously you're trying to create an impression to your students that you know exactly you know you're confident you know exactly what you're doing but Mm. maybe you don't really and you don't feel confident so uh, you're to some extent winging it i often think about when we were kids at school how many of our teachers were winging it, but we maybe never realized or never knew, especially new teachers, inexperienced ones that just come out of college. They probably had no idea what they were doing half the time. They were literally probably two pages ahead in the book from us, the students. But usually we never realized or noticed. Sometimes you did. Sometimes with a perhaps a young teacher just beginning, you could see they were winging it. They didn't really know what they were doing. A lot of yeah, the time, sure. we probably had no idea. We didn't even notice that the teacher was no, terrified. Sure. The teacher's probably terrified, but you know, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Maybe- or even like the whole idea of a substitute teacher as well. Oh like, yes, like, and yeah. Many, yeah. many substitute yeah. teachers probably have to wing their classes or have to wing it because they don't really know what the students have done before, no. and they don't. They're not going to continue with the class, or they yeah. have to think of a class sort of like that yeah, that kind of fills a gap. You know, has to, they have to improvise. They have to be more spontaneous, right? And sometimes that can work. It can really work very well. But, you know, other yeah. times it can. It doesn't. Can, no. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I suppose that takes us to the next one, no? which is another it form of yeah. improvisation. Yes, that's right. Number six, which is off the cuff, right? And I suppose in that particular case, it's like off the cuff, which is kind of similar to the previous expression. But let's kind of go into the words that that are actually there, because that's kind of difficult word to know, right? The whole idea of a cuff right yes well first is off o double f because often people can't distinguish of with one f and off so the sound is different with two f so it's off o double f the cuff c u double f so the cough the cough no (laughs) the cuff (laughs) not the problems with my words today uh (laughs) the cuff is the the end part of your sleeve so the sleeve of your shirt is la manga no i think it's called so I think in yes. Spanish is el puño, de la manga. That's no? right. So yeah. it's the end yeah. of the sleeve of your shirt. So off the cuff. Now we don't know, we we discussed this before, what the origin might be, but we, we don't know. So we're not quite yeah. sure why this expression means improvise, but it does. So, yeah. uh, so what would you th- say is the difference between winging it, as we just discussed, perhaps when you're a teacher just beginning, you're often winging it, 
and yeah. when you can do things off the cuff like teaching a yeah. class or giving a presentation for example that's right yes so yeah as, as clearly as we were saying before winging it is where it is less prepared you kind of feel a little bit nervous a bit worried whereas off the cuff is almost a little bit the opposite side is when you've got a lot of experience you've kind of done it many many times and you can really react to different situations mm. that might arise just naturally right yeah, and spontaneously so, spontaneously yeah so you you've kind of done this type of class many many times or whatever it might be it might be a presentation as well right it might be a presentation to all your employees for example and you've kind of done it so many times that for you literally you can do it off off the cuff you know yeah. like you don't need you know, to plan like, prepare you yeah, know it so yeah. well or you you have that knowledge you have the experience as you say you probably talked about the subject many times before and you feel very confident that's so right. you, you don't need to prepare for it or very little or nothing. And you That's can just right. do it, That's... you know, spontaneously and improvise. And maybe yeah. it's better that way because sometimes it can be, you can tell when people are just sort of memorized whole sentences and just repeating them. Sounds yeah. very, I don't know, not very sp- spontaneous. Whereas yeah. if you can do natural. it off the cuff, yeah. it sounds much more natural, much more spontaneous. Yeah. So it probably has a better, yeah, yeah. you know, more effective, in fact. Yeah, it actually links with a, an objective that lots of our clients actually have, which is to be able to 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 kind of produce a presentation off the cuff, or at least mm. in 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 a in a situation where they don't have to kind of really study and prepare and for hours and hours. Yes, for a yeah. Yeah, that is an objective that a lot of my clients have is the idea that I don't want to, you know, go to a meeting and have to prepare hours in advance. I'd like to to be able to do it off the cuff. I would like to be able to improvise a little yeah. bit more, right? Reacting. Um, yeah? You react to yes. the situation and you're able to speak. Absolutely. Or, it's like my classic yeah. classes or coaching as well. You your your clients, you you so I prepare have something prepared that I want to do in the class. But then at the beginning of the class, the, the the client will ask you a question and say, oh, Ali, what's the difference between present simple and present perfect? Or how do I use this? Or why does it... So they ask you a question at the beginning and then obviously you go... So I suppose you go off on a tangent you know, to go back to the... So, you're impro- <laughs> yes. so I can improvise and I can go, oh, okay. And I do a completely different class than the one I planned answering the student's yeah. question off the cuff because I, you know, I probably talked about that subject or answered that question hundreds of times before. And obviously I have Absolutely. 25 years experience of teaching. And so there's very little that is new that you have to answer or deal with. So I go, okay, you want to talk about phrasal verbs? Okay, let phrasal verbs. And I can just yeah. do a whole class on phrasal verbs or whatever particular phrasal verb they want to know about spontaneously improvising. So, you know, you get to a stage. So when I started teaching 25 years ago, very often I have to admit in that first year or so, I was often winging it in class. But now I, I don't need to wing it. I can either, I'm prepared and I do the class I've prepared, of course. Yeah. Or I yeah. can just do a class off the cuff um, if necessary. Off the cuff. Yeah. No adapting problem. to whatever adapting the client Adapting to what need, the client yeah. wants in that moment. No? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So there you go. There is a very big difference, although they were, you know, they kind of related in the fact that they are, you are improvising in both of them, right? Is there is a A substantial difference. Yes. In the fact that when you're winging it, you're kind of not prepared, you kind of don't have much experience. Mm. Whereas when something is off the cuff, it's much more related to the Mm. idea that you, you know, you, you've got a lot of experience and you can, you're confident, you know, yeah, yeah, you're adapting to a situation and 
you can give a presentation. So maybe your boss suddenly says to you in the morning, oh, the guy who was going to give this presentation is off work sick. He can't come in today. Can you do it? Mm. And you say, yeah, yes, I can. So you had no yeah, warning, so. no prior warning. You haven't prepared anything, but your boss knows that you, you're good at this particular subject. You have knowledge or you've done it before or, well, you have a lot of experience. So you say, oh, yeah, yeah no problem. And you can just walk in into a room. There's 20 people give the presentation on whatever topic it is with no preparation at all. And you're not That's worried right. about it because you know you can do it. Yeah. And you give a good yeah. presentation. You see, the winging it, maybe it's not very good. It probably isn't. Yeah. yeah. Or not as it's, good as it could be or should be. But if you're yeah. able to do things off the cuff, then there's no re that presentation could be you know excellent. Just as Absolutely. good or maybe even better than if you had prepared it in advance. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great. So there you go. The six different business expressions of today. Now, hopefully they were new for our audience. Let's just quickly go through them to, to give a little bit of a summary. The first one was flat out. So basically when you are working flat out is kind of when you are got a lot of work and you just really need to get going and you you, you don't have any, any time for anything else and you just need to get through that work. And that Alistair this week in particular will be working flat out because of the the well the the day left that you have right yeah. the the the, the, one the less you're missing day. one particular day that's right exactly so yeah so that's working flat out then you can be on track the second one was on track and off track which is kind of very much related to can be a meeting or a project in a meeting it might be where you digress or you go on a tangent and if it's a project it might be related to timing right so mm -hmm. the project might be off track and so you have to work flat out to to get it going mm -hmm. To Back get it on ready schedule. on time. Well, that's right. Exactly. Then number three was to bank on something, which we often use in the negative form and kind of where you are betting on something. And in many cases, you kind of give advice to someone, right? I wouldn't bank on that, you might say. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting expression to 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 kind of get that meaning across that you you might say, well, I wouldn't bank on that. I, I'm not sure that that would be a good bet, let's say. So it's a, it's a useful one as well. Number four is to bring something to the table, which is kind of of very much related to the idea of human resources, different candidates, and it can be, you know, what an individual might bring to your organization or even to a particular meeting or presentation or whatever it might be, right? They bring something special, a specialism of some kind. So that's kind of very useful if you are, if you want to emphasize what that special ability they, they bring to that particular content. Number five was to wing it, which is a super interesting expression. We went into that a little bit in terms of the context of, of what the, the wing is you know related to a bird or a plane and is kind of obviously related to improvisation but kind of a little bit negative because you're not very well prepared and then number six was when you can do something off the cuff which is a little bit related to the idea of winging it because you are improvising as well but you have a huge amount of experience so you feel much more comfortable so there you go Alistair, I think I think those were the six expressions. As mm -hmm. usual, it was amazing to to speak with you today. And I guess we'll speak again next week, right? Yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks. A pleasure as always. Absolutely. Speak okay. soon. Cheers. See you then. Bye. Cheers. See you then. Bye bye.